This is Norman Holy for WFHB, and today my guest needs no introduction because I think he's really very widely known in the area as one of the principal birders, and, and it's uh, Professor Jim Hengewald of IU Biology. He and his wife have lived out at Lake Lemon for some time. They've been doing a bird count. How long have you been doing the bird count? So we moved to Lake Lemon in 1996. been keeping track of the the birds um, ever since then. Uh, we live on the East End, and uh, so we have pretty detailed records for the East End, but also go to the other side of the lake as well. Can you see so many birds from your deck? Besides aquatic species that we can see from our deck, we have a lot of bird feeders right in our front yard adjacent to the lake, and we have a lot of species that are coming to the bird feeders. In addition, trees in our yard. We have a couple of pretty tall oak trees, and the trees attract quite a few migrants during both spring and fall migration. So we get migrants and we get residents coming to the feeders and uh, all of the aquatic species that we can see at the east end of the lake from our from our deck so it's uh, i'm not sure where the eagle's nest is on uh, can you see it from your house we used to be able to see it when they were building closer to the lake they had a nest just a little ways south of south shore drive at the east end that we could see from our deck um since then, that's, it's been probably 10 years since they had that nest there, and then they moved the nest up farther south on County Line Road, and we could see the nest from County Line Road, but they are no longer in that location either. We suspect they've actually moved to the north side of the lake, so we, ha- we haven't seen the, the nest in a couple of years. Now, how long has this pair been uh, raising broods there? Since we've been here, the actual members of the pair have changed to at least one of the members of the pair has died and been replaced, maybe even both members of the pair. But there, there has been a pair of bald eagles nesting somewhere at the east end of, of Lake Lemon for, for quite a few years. Very interested in your observation over the course of years. Have you seen changes in the species and or numbers or both? The biggest changes we've seen are, are the changes associated with the lake itself, with the age of the lake, with uh, the inflow from Bean Blossom Creek. There's just naturally a lot of uh, siltation and, and that siltation has led to a lessening of the the water depth, especially at the east end of the lake. And when you have shallower waters, that means there's likely going to be more emergent vegetation. The east end is a lot different from when we first moved here. There's Now there's currently a a huge island at the east end of the lake that has basically willows growing on it. There's a lot more emergent vegetation. There are a couple of stands of cattails that didn't used to be here. There's a huge um, patch of American lotus that grows up every year. Plus, there's a lot of submerged aquatic vegetation as well. When we first got here, there there were mudflats that would appear every fall, and we'd get good numbers of shorebird every fall. 
and we just don't get that like we used to. So the east end is not as suitable for shorebirds as, as it used to be. That's probably the biggest change that we've um, seen is, is the changes to the lake itself and the, the habitats um, that result as the, from those changes to the lake. So I'm curious because the policy used to be that they would drop the lake in the winter, and they've stopped that now. So uh, would there be sufficient mudflats if they dropped the level of the lake um, during the winter? Um, no, they were still doing that when the, when there were, were already a lot of big changes going on in the lake. I, I don't think that has much impact on, on uh, the aging of the lake. There were still lotus uh, that were coming up every year, even when they were, were drawing down the lake uh, during the winter. The other aquatic vegetation was, was increasing, and the cattails were... Um, were growing, and so I don't. I don't think that's had a big impact on the changes, actual changes to the lake. Have you seen what unusual birds have you seen over the course of the years? We've had quite a few um, unusual birds over the years. We've had Ross's goose a couple of times. Uh, we've had whooping crane uh, once. Uh, we had a. An ibis, probably a glossy ibis, uh, one time. We've had all three scoter species, Iceland gull, uh, Sabin's gull. We've had yellow-headed blackbird a few times. Yeah, those are some of the ones that uh, come to mind anyway. Are we ever likely to have osprey at the lake? We see osprey every year. To nesting, I suspect so. Um, they nest pretty commonly in, in other areas of the state, particularly Patoka Lake, and I suspect they will soon be nesting on Lake Monroe and, and probably Lake Lemon, too. Adequate habitat for them to create a nest? I, I would think so. I mean, basically, they need um, tall trees in which to build a nest and, and uh, good fishing. And both of those are uh, available on Lake Lemon. I'm, I'm kind of surprised they haven't nested here already. Uh, I, I really don't know. They do nest uh, so commonly on, on Patoka. Now, a lot of people are interested in uh, Baltimore Orioles. How do people attract Baltimore Orioles to their feeders? The biggest thing is for there to be nesting habitat before they will come to people's feeders. And they typically nest in large sycamores or, or other lakeside or, or riverside trees. So the, the nesting habitat is the, is the most critical thing. Uh, beyond that, they'll sometimes come to hummingbird feeders. Sometimes they'll come to fruit feeders, like if you put out oranges, sometimes they'll come to, to the oranges. But, um, yeah, they have to be nesting in the area before they'll come to the feeders. I'd like to thank you very much for the interview, and I know our listeners will be fascinated. Thank you very much. Yes.